I don't really like as an Apple shareholder, <laughs> shareholder and also Apple fan and Apple user. I don't like the fact that they are, you know, setting the standard low. Like, you know, there is the iMac. It's gorgeous. It's fantastic with a hard drive. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books which I want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity. What's what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. So we are... Uh, getting close to the uh, Apple's WWDC season. Uh, it's yep. um, April now, and the tickets have been sold. And in early June in San Jose, there will be the Worldwide Developers Conference and um, new software and new hardware, possibly. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so just to explain that we, we, we met there last year, and we went there last mm-hmm. year together, um, and it was fun. It was cool, uh, but this year we decided not to go. So it's not yeah. like we didn't get the tickets because we were not chosen uh, to pay one and a half grand. We didn't even try. We didn't even try. Exactly. We made a decision. I mean, the first thing I did um, uh, was to order a hotel anyway, yeah. just in case, but with with cancellation options, so it was fine. Uh, but we decided not to go this year. We probably will go next year. Uh, yes. But We'll, we'll see about that. But anyway, for us, it's still an exciting time. It's still... Um, and and because like we had an, a, like a, like a after show that we were discussing recent books that we were reading and nothing really came to mind. Uh, like we are reading a few books, but like there's nothing spectacular enough to, to, to discuss on the show yet. Um, so um, un, 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 until you read the Marie Kondo book, of course. So... Um, <laughs> So that's why it, we decided. It literally, to... it it sits on the cupboard. It just stares at me. It, it's on, there. Man. It's supposed to be there on the top so that I see it and not ignore it. But it's a, it's yeah. a small book. You yeah, know. I know, but you know, I'm, I'm setting up the 3D printer. Yeah, I know. So get an audio version and you know, and just you know, forget it. I I did yeah. it. I mean, my wife bought the the print version and I still got the audio. Um, <laughs> Like this is how I roll. I I bet that's how it will go. The book will be on my shelf for half a year, and then I will give up and just get an audiobook. Exactly. So so we decided let's and and after a few very good productivity uh, tips and tricks episodes. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll link in the show notes. Uh, time to uh, we thought you know it's time to geek out a little bit. You know, talk about Macs, iPhones, iOS, like what's coming, what's the future, what the future holds for uh, for these platforms that we are so passionate about. Um, so yeah, so um, uh, and and always where there's WWDC, especially it's about software. So it's about the new versions of software, whatever. But sometimes it's also about hard- hardware. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, about that. I think that's not going to be, hopefully, the most interesting thing of uh, WWDC this year, but I definitely hope to see a new iPad Pro uh, this year. Yes. Uh, the one from last year is awesome. Uh, we both have it. We both love it. Um, and there, there's really nothing wrong with it, uh, oh, but no. after getting the iPhone 10, you you look at this iPad and you look at how much wasted space is there on the bezels. And it it seems completely inevitable that Apple will simply 
Yeah, that they will, uh, Apple so will simply get rid of uh, the, the the top bottom bezels and or the left right bezels, make them all the same sort of tiny make width it thinner. and make it thinner. Yeah, and uh, and use Face ID, and uh, hopefully they won't be um, you know hopefully they won't change the overall form factor so that we can still have the same um, relatively small size and the same keyboard, uh, but just fill fill the screen to the left and the right of, of the of the device which you know it doesn't seem like a lot it's it's just like an inch wider um, in horizontal direction but uh, when using two apps side by side um, or just when using a complex app that has like columns uh, this little you know inch of width is actually quite a lot it's just like wh- when iPhones got um, taller and taller and in numbers it didn't look like a lot but when you subtract the the sort of fixed uh, heights of the keyboard and the the, the the top bar the status bar uh, you know an addition of like one or two centimeters to the height is is you know would double the available um, screen area when writing for example yeah and, and I have two things about it so first of all um the iPhone I mean the iPad 10.5 is great but for example compared to the 12 so first of all the size is just so much better 12 mm-hmm. I had the 12.9 inch it was just too big I I I, I hate it uh, so uh, but the, the problem is that the, the, the still there's the difference that the 12.9 can have side by side two iPad apps uh, but right. but 10.5 can have two iPhone apps side by side. So like, yeah, like, like, like stretched iPhone apps. iPhone-ish apps, stretched mm-hmm. ones. And not really the iPad, you know, versions. So um, especially like in some apps, it's very like visible. Like for example, Safari. Safari mm-hmm. is yeah. complete, completely different, behaving differently. You have tabs on the 12.9 inch, but on the 10.5, it's just like a blown up iPad, uh, iPhone version. So that's one thing. Uh, that's why these, I think, these few inches could really like make the difference to really make mm-hmm. them, you know, make 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 them uh, uh, make make it bigger. And second thing, I'm really spoiled by by Face ID. I know that some yes. people get complaints or whatever. I don't know what they're doing to their faces, but I love my Face ID. I mean, and I have um, the problem is that I have uh, some skin condition, and I also have very quickly dry uh, mm. uh, fingers. So really, I have to use. Touch ID on my uh, on my iPad, and it's annoying that it very often doesn't recognize my fingers. Although it's, it's iPad Pro, so it should have a, the latest and the greatest Touch ID, so it does. And still, it gives me like it gives me like, like fail rate on this is is still a lot bigger compared to the on the on the iPad. It just on the iPhone 10, it just works it's like and it just lights up. So um, I the only thing that what the iPhone doesn't do is like when you do it like this. So when you do a horizontal view, then it doesn't mm. recognize properly. So I really? hope they will fix it. Uh, so they will fix it, the, the face ID for the iPad, so that mm-hmm. it will recognize me, you know, either <laughs> way. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. I, I, face ID spoiled me. And now using yeah. uh, Touch ID is like I'm getting back. So really, as we discussed uh, previously, uh, we thought face ID was like a, a, a workaround, Instead yeah. of Touch ID, but we now it's we see it's superior. It's just better. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I know some people have a different opinion and I understand that. Uh, and for example, you, uh, your opinion is going to be biased by the fact that uh, you have the, the skin condition. So Touch ID yeah. works worse for you than for an average person. Exactly. Uh, Still, even though it's not perfect and there are some, I would say the failure rate is similar to, to Touch ID and the scanning time is probably a little, um, uh, a little more. It's just, it, I don't really have a, any problem with it. It, it feels like magic and that's cool. And yeah. for me, like, even though there is some failure rate where I have to, you know, because they can improve it in software. The, the, there's no like a big tap area to like try again. We try, I, I, exactly. I compulsively do, do this gesture where I just uh, do, <laughs> you know, um, sort of twist the phone to the left and then back at my face so that it, you know, it, it has, it, the accelerometer sees that it points to a new face and it tries again. Uh, but so, you know, it, it's not perfect. It's going to be better. But uh, it, it has fewer of these, um, of these more annoying to me, f- failures where it's like I have wet fingers for example and the work won't exactly. it won't wouldn't work at all and now it just works or for example in the winter because Poland right yes uh, if if I have gloves that uh, that have you know um, that have these capacitive strands so that I can use the yeah, smartphone then, then it works I, I wouldn't be able to unlock my my phone with touch ID right oh, yeah, right I mean you can still touch the screen but you cannot uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And w- with Face ID, I just swipe up, you know, swipe up, and it recognizes my face. That's There's true. a fat finger, but I can, you know, press big icons, and uh, I would use dictation if I need to use the keyboard, if if possible. And so I can actually use the phone outside in the winter, which would be more annoying in with with touch id so so that works so getting that to ipad uh i'm sure some people will have a problem with it and i I understand some of the reasons why but for me personally no problem at all and the greater um sort of screen real estate worth it especially they should really because the the problem that they have now they should really differentiate the new ipad pro because Mm -hmm. the the new ipad that they just launched the new cheap ipad it yes. already uses um, apple pencil you know is is more advanced you know has like faster processor and things like that like, like that like that and but there is still 300 dollars difference between both like or, or more between yeah. both of the devices even more i think well anyway it's it's a big difference so it's almost twice the the, the price like the base models so um uh, so the so to really differentiate the ipad pro and really make it a compelling device to choose instead of the just the iPad, uh, like this is what they should do. Yeah, uh, and speaking of greater real estate and uh, having two apps side by side, one of the, the things I'm, I'm missing in iOS, and I hope they will, it will come in iOS 12, is having two, two of the same sort of things but in one app side by side, like split view, but for one app. And it's sort of implemented in Safari, but as a hack, it looks similar to the the, the system UI, but it only Safari does that. But it would be very useful for any document uh, document style app. So for example, if you're working with text, with a text editor or with numbers or with um, just any sort of app where uh, that works with documents and not like, you know, one library, having two two documents side by side would be very useful. Um, in Solver, for example, recently, I, I 
I could have used it or in files. I was, um, you know, dealing with, uh, with, with files and PDFs and signing them. And I, I wanted to like view one PDF and sign something with, with my pencil. Uh, but I needed another PDF as a reference. Yep. And so yeah, this, um, you know, very simple use case became a bit annoying, uh, where it wouldn't be on a Mac. Uh, and uh, with his with his split view, it, it would like in the files it would be sort of funny because like getting back to yeah exactly getting <laughs> back to the to the classics, but uh, it would make sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, this, this is yeah, this is like a natural thing that you could open like yeah, two windows of the same like we could side by side because even the Nosby would be nice like to have like two projects uh, at the same time or we're doing weekly review for example you could you know mm-hmm. follow a checklist here and then still have the the projects open there so even in our case it, it, although it would be really difficult to to, to implement but it, it would be nice well no um if there's system support, then possibly it would be quite easy. I actually do that sometimes, but I have a hack. So internally at Nosby, we have these um, Nosby Dev builds, which right. are a different app. So you can open two two different apps, which are actually the same app side by side. Uh, yeah, and you log you into could, your account in on both yeah. of them. So you open the official Nosby app and then the not so official. You can also hack it by opening uh, the Nosby web app in Safari. Exactly. Yeah. So you have the Nosby web app, which is responsive, so it works on the iPad very well. So you yeah. could have the the Nosby web app, and and then the yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, that's a good 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 tip to actually be able to do split view of one app of one the same app. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't. I would never want to manage Windows on an iPad. <laughs> no, of, of of course not. That's why I I almost cringed when you used the word Windows because. They mm-hmm. are Windows, but no one wants you to call them that. It's no. because like no. it's, the this idea is, so is different. <laughs> it's not not overlapping. It's like very constrained. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so so this is with the iPad, and this is with the hardware. Like for me, of course, there will be this small hope of better Apple Pencil. Uh, I mean, the 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 one that the, like that doesn't just drain the battery when it's just near the the the, the iPad when uh-huh. you use it. Because, mm, yeah. because, like in my case, like because I carry Apple Pencil every every time with me, every time I have, I want to use it, I have to first stick it in the butt, you know, just put it in the in the iPad to charge it, and then I can yeah. use it. Same. Like uh, exactly. I have the pencil always with with my iPad. There, there's like a um, a pen holder loop that's mm-hmm. uh, that's stuck on adhesive to to the iPad. So the pencil is always with it. And and you're right. Um, when they're close together, they keep communicating with each other so every time i i grab it it's either dead or like almost dead, uh, or like two percent right yeah, exactly so, so luckily yeah. charging is quite quite quickly quick but it's this whole is again what we always discussed about productivity the barrier of entry <laughs> yeah. is not reduced because then you have to just wait i want to do something quickly uh, okay i have to wait first so yeah by the way, so this is just like me hoping, but they haven't announced it on this later late, latest um, educational event, so I mm. won't you know hold my breath. Yeah. There were also rumors of uh, on the ed- educational event, which was weird because it was not even live streamed. Um, yeah. there were rumors of them making a new version of the iPhone SE. Uh, oh yeah, and they and they didn't do it, and I, I think it's it's a shame. Like I I know I know a, uh, of a few friends that would be very happy to to buy it, in uh, especially in markets like like um, like Poland. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a cheaper version of the iPhone that's still the iPhone is 
Uh, yeah. A lot of people want that, uh, but right now the SE is uh, is just old. Yeah, I mean, speaking of iPhone iPhone 10, uh, the, 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 the thing is that it's really expensive. I mean, yeah. uh, we it's can justify expensive. it. We can justify it because we really use it hard for work. I mean, really for work. So, um, which is still kind of, you know, uh, a stretch. I mean, you know, because it's really expensive. Um, yeah, but really, it, <laughs> it's but really, really a stretch. Exactly. But in our case, really, like, for me, I can, you know, I can live with the fact that, you know, like over the course of a year, like the, the difference that I would pay, you know, selling my old iPhone and buying the new one, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not such a big deal because, you know, I really use it every day for work. And so I really earn money with yeah. it. Well, I, I think it's, it's primarily easy to justify for us, not just because we use it a lot, but, but, but because this is what we do, like we live in technology. So for us, yeah. even though it's ridiculously expensive uh, and uh, most of what, what you are about to say are, is just justification, uh, yeah. it's like, okay, whatever, like this is what, what I do. If you're into photography, you're okay with spending a lot of money on uh, photography gear, right? And we're happy exactly. with spending... You know, a lot of money to be on the cutting edge with with technology, uh, but f- for an average person in uh, uh, in markets that are not the U.S. or mm. you know uh, Western Europe, especially a thousand dollars is is just <laughs> it's ridiculous. Lots of money. Yep. Uh, yeah. Exactly. As, as you said, you know, for for us, we need to be on the cutting edge, uh, and we really like I, I can really see that. And you know, especially in Nose B three point seven, the I pushed for the night mode just because I got the iPhone ten. I I, I, I the, the whole discussion about night dark mode in Nose B uh, was like ten two years ago, but I, nobody really pushed for it. Like, yeah, maybe we should do it. Eh, maybe sometimes, sometimes. And then when I got the new iPhone then it just you know prompted me to 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 be like a champion to get it um so uh, and speaking of you know latest technology and the greatest um apple watch hmm. i hope that we finally with a big f and big i and all of it get like real sdk for 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 iphone for for apple watch hmm. like not to be able to build baby apps cuz like really i'm using the iphone uh, the watch series 2 I haven't bought the Series 3 because uh, in the countries that I live, uh, there is no LTE support anyway. So like for me, it wasn't worth the upgrade. And you actually sold your Apple Watch, so you, yeah, like, you, you don't even have it. Um, I use it, but increasingly I'm getting frustrated with, with, the, with the performance of the apps and with, mm-hmm. the, with the lack of functionality of these apps. And um, like it, 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 it becomes to you know the apple watch for me stops becoming so much joy because the apps don't perform as well as i hoped they would and and i hope that finally like, like really apple gets it together and we really get good sdk because we know as developers how crappy apple watch's sdk is and how limited it is so yeah i'll, I'll uh cut in here uh, sdk yeah. stands for software, software developer kit so essentially okay. the the tools we use to to build the apps to build yeah hmm? yeah and well, again, we know how crappy this is. We know how, like, that, that, you know, that literally, like, many of the developers are dreaming of building great apps for the Apple Watch, but can't do it because yeah, of some I limitations. Yeah, I remember like Mark Arment's post um, yeah. about porting Overcast, which is this super awesome and super popular um, podcast app for iPhone and all the things that are missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I. 
I haven't had the watch for quite for quite a while now, uh, so um, I haven't really felt watchOS four, uh, the latest version. Mm-hmm. But but still, it's the SDK is, is ridiculous. They they I think it was a huge failure they, the way they go went about it. They made this baby SDK for for making simpler uh, interfaces, which I appreciate, but like it's just another abstraction layer on top of UIKit, which is the, the same stuff that's on iOS, and it actually is on on watchOS. It's just not exposed to developers. But what they did is that in watchOS one, it, it was like it's ridiculous. I can't believe they actually did it. You would have the the watch app live on your phone, and actually all of the computing, everything would be on your phone and over Bluetooth, okay, over the air, the updates, the changes to the interface would be sent and the events from uh, the watch back to uh, to the phone. It, it's ridiculous and they were super slow. And then in WatchOS 2, they 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 moved the the watch app extension, so the 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 real app to the watch, but still there would be these two processes, these two apps, one managed by the system that drew the interface and your your baby app which communicated with it. And even though it's one device, it was still kind of slow, like just to send an update to change something on the screen. And only in WatchOS 4 they actually merged it into one uh, one app, I think. I haven't actually used it, but that's what I recall from WWC last year. Uh, and yeah, yeah, but but it, like, I remember in the very beginning. Okay, they did it really badly, but but it's okay. Like it's the first version, whatever. Just they let us build something. But yeah. then, yeah, come on, like it's been you know three years now with the Apple Watch. Uh, uh, like yeah, exactly. It's it's time. Like so so that's why my hope for the WWC upcoming WWC is that we get normal apps for the watch, not the baby apps. So this way we can build a great, you know, Nosby to-do project thing on hmm. the on the wrist and, and then I'll listen to podcasts directly from the watch and not, yeah. you know, through the phone. This is the only reason I'm still running with the phone is that Audible, so the, the audiobooks and podcasts, the Overcast, uh, like... I have to listen them to them on the on the phone, so I have to carry my phone here. At least the iPhone X is a bit smaller than the Seven Plus. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of um, uh, real computers and, and not um, baby <laughs> computers, uh, let's talk about the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is also a big hope for us, like for for teams like ours, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the big rumor for for this year, and I I hope it's true. I've been oh, yeah. wishing for it for years. Is that um, Apple is working on a common SDK for iOS and Mac? So right now, iOS and Mac and macOS are very similar, but yeah. in this uncanny valley that a lot of a lot of uh, frameworks, like the frameworks for. Um, I don't know, like you have all sorts of frameworks for like dealing with images, for dealing with video, for dealing with uh, uh, notifications, for dealing with location. And most of them, most of them are the same and they're good. And well, it's good that they're the same on all devices. But the the core, the most important framework is called UIKit. Uh, yeah. On iOS and AppKit on on the Mac, and those are that's the framework for actually drawing the interface, all the, the little widgets on the on the screen, and dealing with like clicks and taps and and gestures. And 
they are so similar and yet so far apart. Like I like UIKit has been built as a better version of AppKit, and then as as UIKit got new fun features like gesture recognizers for being able to you know make nice sort of interactive gestures, they would create a new API on AppKit that looked sort of the same, but just worse. So they, it would get updated, but always behind and always just so, so different. And so for small companies, especially, but even for big companies, it's a pain in the butt, right? Like if, yeah. you, if you have an iPhone app and you want to make an iPad app, you spend Pretty maybe... Easy. Yeah, it, it's you spend maybe five percent more effort to mm-hmm. adjust the interface, and it should be the same f- for the Mac. You spend five to ten percent more time because it's different. Mac is different. Uh, yeah, the, you the sh- shapes you are have different. To you, for them. Yeah, you use clicks and right clicks, and the gestures mm-hmm. work differently. Multi touch is not quite the same, though there are gestures on the trackpad. So there are things that are different, but only the things that are different should be different for the programmer. But there are a lot of things that are the same that are similar, but a little different. And so making a Mac app out of the iOS app takes like, you know, 50, 70% more effort, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and and for 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 any programmer, like, like building a code code from scratch that you've already written, you know, but but because it's a different framework, it's a different language or whatever, it's pain, and it just prompts you know to you know to bugs, to problems, you know, to all these sort of things, and and yeah. it doesn't make your life easier as we discussed, and in our in our case in Nosby we want to have uh, again and strive to have as a lean team, a small team, yet we have apps for all the platforms so for us this kind of effort would would even prompt us to high tech to build a better app for the ios knowing that we can like you know leverage the 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 difference and and leverage the position of the very of of a lot better ios app than which which just makes it better ipad app and better mac app like like with one you know big effort yeah the mac app ecosystem is a bit sad right now Um, oh yes it's um in many ways, it's still better and healthier than uh, Windows apps. Uh, that that's why we stick to to the Mac. Um, yes. But you know, so, so that's you know Windows here and Mac here. But then there's a gap, and then there's iOS, which is not perfect. We have all sorts of complaints about App Store and the business models that are possible or easy with App Store. Mm-hmm. But but still, it's much easier. And it's much more profitable for most people to make iOS apps. And if it took just 5-10% more effort to just implement the things that are different between iOS and Mac, to, to bridge the gap, to port your iOS app to the Mac with one team, with uh, just you know maintaining it as one project, it would make a huge difference because it would, it would suddenly become profitable and a great idea for almost anyone who has an iOS app to ported to Mac, even if for not a lot of people, you would be, you know, even though not all apps are sort of obvious on on the Mac, it, it would if it would be easy to do, people would do it. And then the Mac would be far, far better. And of course, it works in both ways. There are some good things on the Mac, uh, like th- there are apps existing today that are on the Mac and on iOS, but there are two different apps, right? There are oh, two yes. different projects, which are sort of similar, but... Mac has features that are missing on iOS, and part of the reason why I assume is because it would, you know, they they figure that it's a lot of work to port it to iOS, and 
it's an advanced feature, so it's not worth it. And if it was just like literally a few lines of code, then everybody would do it. Just, just to explain it, it's not only about convenience of companies like ours and developers of writing uh, nicer things, but it's also for the customer. Because if we want to implement a new feature across the board on mm-hmm. all of our apps, and we try, I mean, like you, if you look at Nosby uh, iPhone app, it's as powerful uh, practically as the Mac app because uh, and the web app because we try to like really make sure that the iPhone experience is, 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 is complete. Um, but in many cases, it's not. Many cases, like it's, it's, there is a, a baby iPhone app which can do a few things, but not everything. And then the Mac app, for example, can do more. Why? Because like if you want to implement the same new feature, it's just twice the effort. So, mm-hmm. so, for, so, so, like many companies, like for example, Evernote was doing that for quite a while. That they would, for example, like introduce new features to iOS, and then a few months later, the same features to Mac. So, yeah. like, so you have the same app, you have the same data, you have the same, you know, stru- structure, but you don't have the same features at the same time. And it's not because they are mean to people, but it's just because it's so much more work. And 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 if they already have built the feature for one platform, they're like, yeah, let's launch it. Let's not wait. But then on the other hand, you know, you have to port the feature and just write, like as you said, 70, 80% of the code again. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's not just it's more work. It's a lot more work, so much more work that big companies have completely separate teams yeah. Building the iOS app, the Android app, the Mac app, if at all, the web app, etc., etc., etc. So you see, like it, it's it's really annoying when you use multiple platforms, especially when you use this the same service, the same app. Use I don't know Twitter. Uh, let, let's take it mm. as an example, or Slack, mm. um, which which has which is a web app on on Mac, but it's a native app on iOS and Android. And you see that you're supposed to be using the same app. And it should just look a bit different to adjust to the platform. But there are so many of these little annoying differences that shouldn't be there, but just Mm. are because other people implemented it. And, um, you know, those apps have different bugs because they're really implementations. There are other teams doing these things. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So this would be be really cool. Yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, Microsoft tried to. Uh, to do this, um, you know, quite a few years ago now, to just mm-hmm. have this one super, you know, consistent platform across the board, and and they failed, and and people laughed at them, and Apple laughed at them that uh, you know it, it's so it's so ridiculous that that you're trying to force the same exact thing on all the platforms, um, but it's it's not it's not quite right. Uh, yes, they they botched it. They they tried too hard. They didn't appreciate the differences between uh, desktop and you know clicking and whatnot versus touch devices. That's true, um, but also they were they were too early. They, they, the idea is right. The implementation was wrong and and too early. I think iOS and Mac are destined to converge. They're they will remain different, but just in the ways that they are different. But th- there's no point in those same the. the the fundamentally same things to be different. And I, I, I really want uh, the world in technology where, um, you know, a, a phone 
uh, form factor and a tablet form factor and a desktop computer with a big screen and keyboard and mouse form factor are essentially just different facets of the same thing, the same technology, and really move seamlessly. And not just sort of like with the features that Apple has been working on for, for a few years, but like to a, a much deeper extent. And it, it will seem obvious in, in retrospect, uh, but we're not quite there yet. And I hope that Apple really does what is rumored and that will be a huge step. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would completely change the game. So, um, so yeah. So this is like this is for iOS twelve. I think this is one of the like most awaited awaited part of uh, of this. Anything else we have there for the WWDC? I don't know. Uh, I heard you wanted to discuss the MacBook Pro. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. So that's another thing. Um, so the MacBook Pros, um, the new ones. Uh, yeah, I still have the old MacBook Pro. So the yeah, the old MacBook Pro. This is the 13-inch MacBook Pro mm-hmm. with a the, nice the logo. Retina, but not the Touch Bar Retina. Uh, the Retina, Pro. but not, not the Touch Bar Retina. Yes, this is, and this one is five years old. Uh, the cool thing, again, as a buyer's advice, a five-year-old MacBook Pro is still a very good machine. This thing has 500, you know, 12 gigabytes of SSD. It has um, uh, 16 gigabytes of RAM. This thing flies, and after five years, it's still you know, it, it looks, you know, because it's aluminum, aluminum, it looks pristine. It's, it looks really good. And the keyboard is very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they have new keyboards and they have the the, the, uh, the touch bar. And <laughs> the question is, where do we go from here? Because there are lots of complaints about the keyboard, about the quality of the keyboard, about the keyboard failing on people. I mean, you have one of these. So uh, you, 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 um, I hope you will, you know, uh, you know, Jimmy and then and, and, and tell your story, but and the, but the thing is that also the touch bar. I mean, when, when they announced it, I was really, as always, as we discussed before, eager to get to be on the cutting edge and have mm-hmm. like any reason. Like my it's five years old. I'm gonna buy a new one. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna buy a new MacBook Pro. And then you told me to wait. And it's good that you did because uh, I'm not really like missing it or anything. And I wanted to know like if do you think they will you know still like keep exploring the touch bar or they will just completely ignore it and then you know what what do you think i think the touch bar is a failure and Mm -hmm. just like you i was eager to try it and you know a lot of people just from the very beginning said it's stupid apple is doomed this is a failure but people said it about all sorts of things that apple did and turned out to be great like uh it's just amazing how uh how Outrage people were uh, about the notch, and in reality, very few people care after using it for two days. It's just it, 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 it's a flaw, sure, but no one cares. It, yeah. It's fine, right? Uh, so with with Touch Bar, even though I was not convinced that it, it's a it's a good idea, I, I saw a lot of potential why this wouldn't be great. Uh, you know, all the things that 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 people would point out that uh, that you know what are the reasons why it will fail. Uh, but I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe not. Uh, let's wait. Let's try. Let's live it with it for for a couple of weeks, for a couple of months, and see how it goes. So right now, I've I've had this for one and a half years. Uh, admittedly, I mostly um, use it in a sort of in desktop mode. So uh, most of the time, but not all of the time, I, I just use the separate uh, keyboard and not the the built-in keyboard with the touch bar. But still, mm-hmm. I, I, I use it quite a bit. And after a while, you get used to it. So 
it no longer annoys the heck out of me that I I can't uh, press escape because it's it's a soft button and or a just just a thing you know rendered on the screen and not not an actual key. Um, mm-hmm. I can more or less semi. Um, I, I can change like volume or or brightness uh, just barely looking at this the the screen you know almost instinctively so it's fine I don't hate it but I don't see a point I've, I've yeah. been using this machine for one and a half years and I've not seen an instance where I would see wow this is brilliant this wouldn't be possible before or wow this is so useful this really brings out uh, the things to to the touch part which I wouldn't uh, know about wouldn't use before it's just not there like you you play with it for a while you, you you're am- amazed how oh when you use Xcode you have this little button that's on the, the on the control strip so that you can use the debugging features even if you're, the debugged app is in full screen. I've never actually used it. Uh, it, it was never actually useful. Or like, um, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It, mm. I, I hoped it would. And maybe for some people it does. Um, maybe they port it to, to cheaper uh, MacBooks, which are meant more for consumers, uh, which don't know the the keyboard shortcuts as much, which um, for whom the the shortcuts put on the touch bar would be more useful. Uh, and, and people who are more likely to stare at the keyboard while typing, uh, maybe for them, they would find more utility in it. But I, even though I really tried, do not. Yeah, I remember when, when, when it launched and you got the new MacBook Pro, uh, the first thing we did was like, you know, shortcuts for Nosby, like on the, for the for the touch bar yeah so cool um exactly so for me like my thinking is that you know this year at some point uh, they will have to make a decision so if they continue this road but the, if they do then they will have to port touch uh, touch bar to as you said lower uh, cheaper macbooks and also mm-hmm. to 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 a keyboard like for the imac users mm-hmm. but yeah, i don't um, see that coming i, I don't see that Exactly, because because it would be expensive and it would make the keyboard like I don't know three hundred dollars or something. So like, like <laughs> it, 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 it's almost a joke because it is ridiculously expensive anyway. Exactly the the, the the keyboard that they offer, and especially if you now you can get the 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 black keyboard from the MacBook <laughs> from the iMac Pro, and it costs twenty dollars more because it's black. So um yeah, so that's why um I don't think they will go there so i think you know like my like for me like i would open popcorn and just see like where it goes because because yeah you know it 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 would um like it would be really interesting if they drop it completely because it would be an admission of failure which apple probably would prefer not to do um but they've demonstrated that when it comes to pro users um they are afraid of losing them. Like just yes. how open they have been about the whole Mac Pro situation that they've neglected it for so long and there's been such a shitstorm in the internet that they publicly announced that they are working on iMac Pro like a year before it was launched and that they are also working on a modular Mac Pro, which recently there was a news update that it's going to be launched in 2019. Apple never does that. Exactly. Like they're spilling the beans about their about their future products like that's which they not, never did before which they never did before so they've demonstrated that 
um, when it comes to preserving the the pro users of the Mac, which are you know, which sort of run the the, the platform because th- th- those are the, the the people that tell everybody else and their family you should get a Mac and not a Windows exactly. PC. Exactly. Uh, it, it it's it's a small but very important market for them, and so they've demonstrated that they care, that they're afraid of losing them. So if uh, everybody feels the way I do, um, then maybe they'll quietly never put it in any other product and when it comes time for the MacBook Pro to be redesigned as they do every couple of years it will just be forgotten Different. i don't know yeah mm-hmm. it would not have it anymore yeah um yeah also but you know this is not re- so much not so much related but uh, we always we always discuss these things especially next week we are meeting on Nosby reunion and we then mm-hmm. we t- then to geek out and discuss these things um i i still cringe uh, when I see like MacBook Air being sold with this crappy screen uh-huh. and uh, and I also cringe when I see the um, the, the the starting uh, you know lineup of iMacs with the fusion drive or with the hard drive even like for me for me any computer with a hard drive in 2018 is ridiculous like it's like, like why I mean okay the cheap ones like you know if you you know, if you're willing to spend, you know, four hundred dollars on a computer, okay, then get the hard drive, whatever. You don't care. You don't have that much money. But if you're like, like you know, if you even like entry level to the Mac, I mean, and then and the Apple is supposed to be the premium brand. So, yeah. like, why? Like, like, why? Because you know, just again, let me explain again. Five year old MacBook Pro with mm-hmm. SSD drive. Five years later, it's still top of the line it's still fantastic it still flies so like that's the thing you know that's, that's right there like you know i remember <laughs> i spent lots of money on this but five years later yeah. i'm still using it i'm still enjoying it i mean my wife is it's her computer but um you know it's it's amazing like there is no incentive for us to upgrade because this is so good and this is why we were always recommending the max to the people saying guys if you get the mac it's going to retain value it's going to just last you like years and it's going to be amazing right mm-hmm. so so like macbook airs like were the past and it's good but like like you, like how do you explain this like it's, you know yeah it's a mess it's embarrassing that's what it is. It's embarrassing. The MacBook Air, I, I, I can, it's not good, but, but I can, I can understand. Okay, but, but the IMAX with the hard drives, like it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. Yes, yes. Like everybody, I mean, every geek, like us, knows. It's, it's like a, it's like a big jump. Like, it, like, like you know, stratospheric jump between hard drive and SSD. Like, there's no comparison. Like, it, if it's, you, it's not evolutionary. It's. It, it, it's a step change. It's a step change. So, so just think about it. You can have this, you know, two thousand dollar iMac with a hard drive. Like, no, well, but, maybe not not two thousand dollars, well, but one and a half thousand, whatever. Yeah, but but really, and this fusion drive thing, you know, like okay, it was for a moment, it was fun because like you, like the SSD was SSDs were so expensive that you know you had to just do a workaround. But again, two thousand nineteen, come on. Like, you know, we had SSDs five years ago. So, like, you know, just... Anyway, I would... like, But that's the thing. So so this is one of the business lessons as well, uh, is mm-hmm. that um, 
Apple is run a lot by spreadsheets and you know what you know what sells mm. you know and they yeah. need to sell to to like the, like like cheaper ones and they want to have these margins of 38 or 40 percent uh which they highlight so much on every quarterly um uh, uh, you know quarterly review or quarterly now they don't call it quarterly, yeah, quarterly you know financial yeah. things um and i am mm. i am a shareholder i own apple stock i do so, so they are my maximizing my shareholder value. Okay, I am a minority shareholder, but <laughs> I am a shareholder nonetheless. So, but still, as a shareholder, I would say don't. I would say like don't embarrass yourself. Like put you know the standard where it's due. Like you know, I would be fine. I know I'm not you know, but again, I'm not Wall Street. I don't. I'm not ridiculously you know emotional like Wall Street is. Like whenever Apple is doomed, like the stock goes like you know, thirty percent. Um, uh, like I. I would okay appreciate less, you know, less margin. They have so much money anyway, like less margin, but then really like deliver premium products. And this is what what also you know we try to do at Nosby and, and whatever we built, like to do as 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 like as, ba- as 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 good work as we can, and you know, not to cheap out on things, you know, like, you know, like you know, it's, it's it's really sad. I, I agree that it's a good business lesson uh, when sort of business people with no appreciation for um, whatever domain we're talking about, run the company by the spreadsheets, by the numbers without proper understanding of it. And they see that it sells and they take it as proxy that it means it's good. And it it doesn't. Uh, Selling a premium computer uh, with a hard drive or with a, um, you know, 100 DPI screen is embarrassing. it's, It's a it's a huge detriment to their brand and it and their reputation uh, because yeah. uh, someone who doesn't know better, who doesn't have a family member or a friend that will that will move them in the right direction, will buy this, will be disappointed and will never buy a Mac again. It's like, you know, um, okay, we are not a hardware company, we're a software company, but still, um, I remember several discussions we had, like you and me and other dev uh, people in, in, on the dev team at Nosby, when I was trying to push for, ah, it's fine, it's okay. And you would tell me, no, this is not right. Like, we should do this. We should push more. We should you know, use this technology because it's better. Like, it's superior. I know, Michael, it's more complicated for you, but we should do it. You know, it's the right thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, for me as the CEO, it would be, yeah, but... Do, will people really, you know, see that or really, you know, get it, you know? Uh, but but they will, you know, they will. And these who don't, okay, whatever. But uh, like Steve Jobs did that, you know, when they signed, they they signed the first the first Mac. Remember, they 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 signed on the inside of the Mac, and mm-hmm. and nobody saw it because it was on the inside of the Macintosh. But they but he said the artists signed their work. Like so so like, nobody sees that, right? But 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 it's still there. It's like when you and, and there were other stories of computers like like that on the inside they have to be beautiful. Nobody will see that, but. But they would just know that on the east they're beautiful. You know that, that these are the things that you know that this care and whatever. Um, that's why that's why I don't really like as an Apple shareholder <laughs> shareholder and also Apple fan and Apple user. I don't like the fact that they are you know setting the standard low. Like you know there is the iMac. It's gorgeous. It's fantastic with a hard drive. You know so like no, you are setting the standard. No, no computer with a hard drive on our lineup. Because hard drive is so 2000, like, you know, just SSDs. And that's it. Of course, it's it, 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 like less margins, whatever, 
but this is the standard you set. This is the example you set. Yeah. And another thing, not not as critical, but that I think is embarrassing that uh, that is that it's not present in the Mac lineup is the lack of LTE. And I've oh, been yes. I've been I've been saying that for four years. Literally, I just checked on May the fourth, two thousand fourteen. I published on my blog uh, an article called "The Future of MacBook," where I said <laughs> it has to have LTE. It was so yes. obvious in twenty fourteen. Yet we have twenty eighteen, and there is still still not a single Mac, even not even the the ultra mobile MacBook one yes. with LTE. It's ridiculous. And once you get used to the iPad Pro, which with the LTE option, um, using your Mac on the go uh, feels antiquated because it's, even though you have tethering and it suggests to connect to iPad or iPhone and it should be so simple, it's not. It's so annoying. And Mac OS is not, is not um, cellular aware. So it doesn't know, for example, not to synchronize 10 gigabytes of Dropbox when on LTE because it, it doesn't know. And it should have, you know, every Pro Mac and every mobile Mac, like the MacBook One, should have LTE or at least an LTE option. I know it's it's difficult. I know there's some regulatory uh, BS that they have to deal with. I don't care. It's 2018. Uh, you should be connected to internet always, all the time. Yeah, and and for for me, I like as as an as an you know ambassador of the iPad only way uh, and an iPad, iPad user. Very often, I have this um, fight with people saying, you know, get the version with LTE. Although, again, Apple overcharges you $130, which I think also is ridiculous. ridiculous. And again, they're setting bad standard because you know they because they are so much overcharging for the $130 for the LTE option. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how much it costs them, but I'm not. Sh- I'm sure it's not 130 dollars. No. So, um, so I'm sure that like it's it's just a couple of bucks. So they, they if if they would charge us, you know, 50 dollars or, or some more or something like that, people would go and get it because then people would see the difference. Like having the iPad which is connected, which is on the line all the time, it's so much. It's so much better. We've we've been already talking ta- um, saying this on this show that uh, this is the only viable option. Like You have to have an iPad with LTE because then you will really re- realize that you are online with your computer all the time. I don't think it costs them more than $10 in, in parts uh, for LTE option. I think they are underestimating how many more people would go for would the more it. expensive exactly. option if it was 50 or $70 extra and not 130 Because exactly. I, 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 I doubt... I don't think more than like 30% people get it because it's so expensive. And I think most people getting the iPad Pro uh, would get it if it was cheaper. Yeah, and exactly, especially with iPad Pro. Again, talking, mm-hmm. getting back to our favorite machine, you still have to pony up for the keyboard, for the smart keyboard, and for yeah. the pencil. Anyway, so so just you know make the LTE option just cheaper. Then this way people would get it, and and you would get more margins because really people would pay the fifty dollars or sixty dollars or whatever, but but not hundred thirty. And I know I've had these discussions. It's hard for me to justify hundred thirty dollars. Although I tell them it, it's so much better. Yeah, but hundred thirty dollars. I'm Wi-Fi. No, I'm, I'm good. I have hotspots. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's not. And. Uh... 
one last wish before we uh, end this yeah, show is <laughs> perhaps, perhaps not, but perhaps it's time for the first Mac on RM. Oh yes, this is this is. Well, this is a big one. Let's let's not just start it. Let's, but, um, let's not start. Just but put yeah. the link in the show notes to the discussion why ARM processors are the future of the Mac. Oh yes, like why the iPhone X is faster than the MacBook Pro. Like why this is slower than the iPhone X. And uh, wow. why the fact that uh, this is still a great machine after five years is really because there's no progress and not because it's so inherently exactly. great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because Intel is so great. Well, uh, yeah. So this is another discussion why Apple should do it. Sorry, I have, just to f- wrap it up, I have right. one book recommendation though. Oh. Because, yes, uh, because it just like it. So just today I read, I almost read, I'm, I'm finishing a book which is one and a half hours, so very, very short one, Anything You Want by Derek Sievers. Derek Sievers uh, is a fantastic guy. I had the pleasure of interviewing Derek. Ah, yeah. I used to have it. Okay, I used to have it. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, Derek is a fantastic guy. I I had the pleasure of interviewing him, him for the Proactive Magazine. We'll link in the show notes to our discussion. It was great. But anyway, he wrote this amazing book, Anything You Want. It's very short and sweet. One and a half hours of, of, of listening on audio. So it's really short. But it's like a gem of great advice. And one of the things he said, which just perfectly encapsulate what Apple should be doing, is the fact that he... He, he was running his business the way we are trying to run our business, the way, you know, I'm doing this for fun. This should be good. And I'm going to do the right thing for the artists because he was running CD Baby, his, his, um, his uh, company, for the artists. And when people will tell him, you know, what does he do for competitive or whatever? I don't care. I'm doing the best for what I can do for the artists. And this is what matters because I want to have the best also company that is the best for me to, to you know, to, to run. And that's why... I think it, you know, it's it's a good book. So again, one and a half hours. So I recommend it. We'll link in the show notes. And this applies to Apple. We love Apple because it sets a great standard. This is how mm-hmm. computers should be. That's why we cringe when they 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 you know lowball when they put the standard lower than they should. You know because they set the standards with this design. I mean, everybody copied the MacBook Pro. Everybody copied it because it's so great. Uh, and, and, and the iMac the same. Like, it, it, people copy, like the other companies copy them because they set the standard. So, so that's why we hate it when they set the standard too low by shipping iMacs with you know, hard drives. Yeah, uh, I can also recommend anything you want. I, um, I read it a long time ago, but I remember it was really good. And as for what, what you just said, um, I, I remember um, something that um, Louis Rossman said. That he, he's a guy who repairs, like he's a hardcore uh, repair person for MacBooks who doesn't actually use Apple products. But I really like what he said about being a fan uh, of a brand, of a company, of a product, of a, of a band, of a whatever. A, a true fan is, is someone who points out their shit. It, it's exactly. not someone who um, who praises them and and um, protects them from from critique. It's someone who critiques because you're mad because you care because exactly. you're you're a fan for a reason because a company a product or whatever is something good except for when it isn't and uh, because we want nice things because we want nice computers that. Uh, 
uh, do what we want. And uh, for us personally, the the best ones we find are the Apple products, but they're not enough. There's still there are ways in which they're bad, and and we want them to be better because we care. <laughs>